So we discussed in the last class how the depression is a great equalizer. People are putting so much effort and some people, they become successful in their efforts. Some people are not so successful. Some are utter failures. But despite your socioeconomic status, physical, psychological status, there is one great equalizer. I very much like the term when it was used. Equalizer, the great equalizer. <clears throat> that is depression. And depression is just, uh, it is, uh, we discussed how 43% of the people by the end of July in India, they were reported to be suffering from depression. Every four teenager, every second working professional in corporate, he is having some form of depression. So just like now we are seeing this widespread epidemic is there. So as soon as a person is suffering, he immediately approaches a person of knowledge, doctor, that please tell me why am I suffering? What is the cause of my suffering? In a similar fashion, if we are suffering as human beings, we are not supposed to be satisfied. So I have tried everything even those who are successful, those who are beautiful, those who are rich, those who are strong and stout, everyone is suffering. Then what is the cause of suffering? What is the equation behind suffering? This thought should come and a person should be very, very inquisitive. Then he is a human being. If he is not inquisitive, then he is animal. Dog is suffering the same way he has been suffering. Dog has not been able to make a nice house for him. Dog has not been able to make a nice kitchen for him. Every night he has to wander for some food and he scavenges here and there. He has maintained the same situation. Sufferings are of the same level, but human being inquires. And because of this inquiry, only we have made so much scientific development. But this scientific development has just aggravated the problem. People have become more uh, uh, trapped in various sufferings. That is why Sanatan Goswami, the wisest man, he asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gramya Vyavahare Pandita Karimani, Gramya Vyavahare means in the local talk, in the mundane talk. Pandita Karimani, people tell that, oh, you are a very great scholar. You are Sanatan Goswami. They were ministers in uh, the country of Bengal. So you are very learned, Pandita Karimani. And he's telling, I also think that I am a learned man. People praise me and I am so full. I believe that I am learned. But the actual reality is, I do not know what is good for me and what is bad for me. And actually nobody knows. That is why we go and take help of doctor. Then doctor tells, oh, no, no, no. This thing is bad for you. And uh, this mask is good for you. Sanitizer is good for you. Few things they will recommend. Few things they will tell you to abstain from. So a person of knowledge will tell what is good and what is bad for us. I am suffering. This means I do not know what is good for me and what is bad for me. If you are completely free from the sufferings, then you can continue. But if we are not completely free from the miseries, then we should ask this question. Where is knowledge? What is truth? This is called Brahma Jigyasa. Athato Brahma Jigyasa. Only in human form of life, a person can do this Jigyasa. 
so when i see that there are so many as soon as you see any vehicle any car on the road it is understood it is very very easy to know that somebody has manufactured this car and we look for uh, or we know that what is this brand which is the company we know there is a factory somewhere and under somebody's direction this creation is taking place automatically if somebody tells you the vehicle has assembled then it is foolishness similarly it is not very difficult to comprehend that this bodies all these bodies are created such wonderful bodies so prabhupada told yes uh, what your science has done no we have made spaceships space shuttles and rockets and planes boeing such big thing can make uh many many hundreds of people fly so prabhupada told yes that is amazing that is nice you have done but i am more interested in the creation of natural plane you see mosquitoes so many birds our plane only it needs a strip to land down but mosquito it can land on the ceiling also <laughs> so isn't it amazing creation that the plane is landing on the ceiling you make such plane <laughs> it can hang itself like that it can land anywhere on the wall on the ceiling so what is this wonderful creation and you are expert to make big machines if i tell you to make such a small plane like a mosquito shall you be able to make it such small rotors and motors and machines and everything chips very tough so who has put such small machines you see sometimes insects dot size but that insect of dot size will have similar anatomy like we have in this human form he will have the same system some nervous system digestive system and all these things it will have so who has assembled these small parts what is this amazing creation this body is much more complex self maintaining vehicle and self replicating vehicle if any car is there and that car starts producing new cars on its own isn't it a wonderful engineering it needs a very extraordinary creator so thus it is easy to understand that all these vehicles are created now if they are created why somebody is given a broken vehicle not so good vehicle and it keeps breaking down and so many sufferings are there why somebody is born rich if god is the controller why somebody is poor some people are born handicapped why all these things are there in society does it mean god is bad because everything is in control of god we understood oh yes there is a vehicle manufacturer so there is somebody who has created all these machines and he has got all these systems in place to maintain and finish those machines so everything is under his control so if everything is under his control then he is a villain he is a very whimsical man somebody is enjoying nicely somebody is suffering so how do we understand that can you please write in the chat is god bad or good if bad why if good why how do we understand so let us see how much bhagavad gita we have understood <laughs> we have been hearing somebody can accuse why you are worshiping god your god is bad okay satyam is telling no god is good okay satyam's god may be good <laughs> no krishna is so kind a father controls a son but doesn't mean law of karma okay god is always our well wisher that is nice but what is the logic how do we understand you once told god is neutral i may be lying i am god servant i work for his company so i may be lying 
he is all good we are judged by our karma good that can be one argument as some of you have written that he is good but we are judged by our karma but how do we know that he is good we may be judged by our karma he, he can be a villain also he likes to torture others how do we know that both philosophies could be there either karma sometimes some kings were there they would be very very just to their subjects his son has done some wrong doing he would punish his son also but some kings they were very whimsical like kansa he wanted to kill he killed so many children and he wanted to kill krishna also so how do we understand that god is good god is above good and bad and he always does what is right that is your blind faith all our condition is because of past karma that could be there karma is a different thing could be there may not be there but how do we understand that god is good god is not bad krishna has given us the free will to do whatever we do so he can't be villain how do you know that there is free will i don't want to die he forces me to die he forces diseases upon me why is forcing diseases upon me since he is the creator we face problems or goodness on account of our free will okay this could be your understanding how do we know that god is good akash hatkar he has given good answer which is pretty close let me see if somebody can tell whatever we have got till now is all good for me and no not really we have got so many diseases we have got so many pains and we will face death so these things are not good we are getting what we deserve how do we know that we may be getting few things we deserve god may be little good and little bad also how do we know god is absolutely good i should surrender to god and love him krishna has mentioned in bg that i am your best friend because he is speaking obviously he will not speak bad about himself even after not worshiping he provides all these things even for atheist and for theist okay so i agree that he is little good also because he is taking care also but otherwise sometimes he punishes also how can we prove that this punishment is just because of our karma and not because of badness of god because he is the creator he will only create good mm, not necessary we create many things bad also god stays with us as super soul even we suffer and enjoy mm -hmm. krishna is transcendental above the mode of material nature that is pure goodness how do we know that okay no problem so uh, akash hatkar gave a nice understanding okay yeah we can stop posting now i will explain he has nothing to gain by lying yeah he has nothing to gain by doing bad but then he is whimsical he likes to do bad make people suffer okay no problem so you can stop posting i will explain now so that is why prabhupada told uh, it is very good to have faith somehow if we can have faith on krishna and uh, continue engage in his service that will make our life perfect but what happens this world especially in kali yuga it is full of atheists and we are also lusty and greedy 
So this lust and greed lower modes, rajas and tamas can shake our faith any time and wrong association. So that is why uh, we should scrutinizingly read the books very very carefully. So spirituality is not some kind of magic. Prabhupada could have shown some magic, and immediately everyone would have surrendered, or Krishna would have shown some magic, isn't it? If Prabhupada comes here, starts flying in there, and he starts creating some flying planets that a yogi can do very easily, so who will not surrender? But they don't do like that because tomorrow another yogi can come. So being a yogi is not. Uh, spiritual life being a yogi is another material perfection some people do it with the help of science some people gross science some people do it with the help of mantric science and by meditation they can create some wonderful effects in the nature so today if i show some magic you can follow me tomorrow some other magician will come and you will start following him so spirituality is a scientific pursuit of absolute truth scientifically logically understanding what is truth of this life and because truth is spirit this subject matter is called spirituality ultimately everything is spirit in different manifestations there is only spiritual energy and the source of that energy completely spiritual person god so okay how can we understand that god is good so very beautifully it is explained in the scriptures यन नाम श्रुति मात्रेणा पुमान भवति निर्मलाह सो देयर वाज वन पर्सन एंड ही वाज अ वेरी वेरी रूथलेस हंटर हिज नेम वाज मृगारी हिज स्टोरी इट्स अ हिस्ट्री इट इज गिवन इन श्रीमद् भागवतम चैतन्य चरितामृत सो ही वाज सच अ रूथलेस हंटर हाउ ही वुड डू is he would half kill the animals and animals would be trembling in pain but he would not have pity rather he would enjoy seeing the animals wriggle in pain so narad muni happened to pass by and he got very much afflicted seeing the suffering of the animals and then he was uh, seeing that who is that person who has created all this trouble and then he saw that hunter hiding behind and he was about to shoot some other animal also with his arrows and narad muni went there and those animals which he was trying to kill they ran away so the hunter became very much disturbed with narad muni that uh, oh you have uh, my animals went away you disturbed my act and he was about to hurl abuses upon narad muni but narad muni is so much highly situated on vishuddha satvaguna such an advanced devotee he is spiritual master of entire universe all the stalwart devotees in bhagavatam that we see it could be dhruva maharaj prahlad maharaj or uh, so many other disciples they are all disciples of narad muni so narad muni he was so much advanced in spiritual life by his influence abuses could not come on his tongue so this is called influence because of tamasic influence our words our speech our thinking changes and because of satvik influence again our words thought speech everything is because of influence of energy so narad muni's influence was so high even though he wanted to but he could not speak ill words but then he request narad muni that sir why you have come here i am engaged in my business so narad muni told him what kind of business you are doing don't you feel don't you see the animals are suffering if you want to kill them you please kill them completely 
deliberately you are giving pain it will it, you will end up having a very very miserable life you will suffer in this life and in the next life also so hunter told no this is the way i enjoy so enjoyment is of different kind satvik person enjoys differently this is the enjoyment of tamasic person he wants to kill others and inflict pain to others hurt others this happens in tamoguna in destroying others harming others offending others the person feels happy so he was enjoying such kind of happiness he told my father has trained me like this i enjoy this kind of killing so narad muni explained him and by the influence of narad muni he was able to realize his knowledge so the shri prabhupada tells the degree to which the other person will be able to realize this knowledge it depends upon your spiritual purity so that is why if you want to preach krishna consciousness spread these words you have to also behave very nicely behind the scene you cannot be <clears throat> not following things and then you speak all the words and <clears throat> try to repeat what is there in bhagavad gita and bhagavatam it is not going to be effective so we all have to very sincerely keep ourselves clean and follow the standards very nicely and then we will be able to give effective instructions otherwise it will be ineffective so narad muni's instructions became effective to even such a rotten tamasic person like mrigari so mrigari told he understood oh i am going to suffer in future so much so please tell me how can i get rid of the offenses i have done in the past so then narad muni told him that you simply sit here and uh, whatever you have whatever belongings you have you donate to the brahmana so this is the first step so everything all the possessions are to be given in charity and then you go outside the village and sit in a hut and chant hari krishna mantra there and worship tulsi maharani but he told how will i sustain myself and my family i have family so narad muni told you don't worry i will supply you the things and narad muni then went to the village and told the villagers that this person hunter has become a very great vaishnava saint so as soon as this news got spread so people were uh, knowing the importance of vaishnava they all wanted to have his association darshan and take offerings for him so many many people from the village they started visiting the hunter and hunter was chanting there his wife was there maybe children i am not sure and he was living in the hut and worshiping tulsi marani and so much food was coming to him that he started now distributing prasadam what he will do with so much of food and then after some time narad muni then visited that megari along with his friend parvat muni both were flying and then he told okay let me take you to one of my disciples and then he gave the background and when he saw narad muni spiritual master after some time and he was very much delighted and uh, he immediately he offered obeisance rushed towards narad muni to meet him and when he was reaching narad muni he was jumping here and there was not having a steady walk so then when he went closer so parvat muni asked him that why you were jumping like that so he told actually there were so many ants on my path i was afraid they would get trampled under my feet so parvat muni was very astonished a person who was half killing animals has now got such transformation of heart he doesn't wish to hurt even ants and then obviously then he invited him he washed their lotus feet and uh, in this way he offered proper respects and narad muni parvat muni then vanished from that place so uh, the understanding is 
Yannam Shruti Matrena Puman Bhavati Nirmalaha. Simply by hearing the name of that person, many, many grossly sinful people, everybody, they become purified. So how is it possible that the person can be bad? If simply by associating with his name, such effect, such complete purification can be achieved, how is it possible? The devotees of that person are so good. Simply by their association, association with his name, fame, qualities, as soon as Krishna turned prostit- touched a prostitute, immediately all the lust vanished, vanished from prostitute's mind. So anybody who approaches Krishna for anything, Dhru Maharaj, he was having so much greed in his heart. He wanted a kingdom bigger than that of his father. So as soon as he came in contact with Krishna, he became completely purified. So when uh, touch with Krishna's holy name, it makes a person good. How the personality whose name is so pure, he can be impure. So thus God is all good. His name is thus equally good. And the one who is in constant touch with his holy name, he also becomes all good. So now God is all good. And uh, still there is suffering. It means that suffering we have created. The judge is good. Judge is neutral. Still somebody is being punished. Why? Because that person has broken the laws of nature. These people do not know. How much ever they work hard, you become uh, famous, you get name, you get money, still sufferings will continue. Sufferings are because of entanglement. Any action that we do, it is entangling, good or bad. Good action means you will remain here to continue to reap the results of those actions. But then again, you have to take a new body. Taking new body means immense suffering in the womb of mother, then diseases and old age, and then suffering of death, separation from your loved ones. So this will continue to happen. So that is why the entire Vedic civilization is how to take a person out of this entanglement. These people do not know. My backlog, I am carrying of so many karmas, I am suffering simply because of that. And unless I get rid of my karmas, there is no possibility of unalloyed happiness. You become billionaire or trillionaire. You can become a good scholar, very famous, most intelligent. How much ever uh, dumbbells you do, you spend time in gym, you have cars and even aeroplanes, we will not be satisfied because we have not got rid of the baggage of past karma. As soon as we are free from that baggage, immediately we are happy. So any sane person will immediately take to it. So everything is very logical and very clear that yes, everyone is suffering and uh, God is good and I am suffering because of my karma. And those people who follow this part, they become completely happy. So let me follow that now. So coming out of this entanglement of karma is the aim of life. So how to do that? That Krishna explains in the verses that we are going to see now. Verse number 7. So Krishna is explaining, we discussed in the last class, how karma yoga is better than karma sannyas. Karma sannyas means leaving your prescribed duties when you are completely self-satisfied, not whimsically, not prematurely. When you are completely satisfied in yourself, then such a person can leave doing his prescribed duties and completely dedicate to research about absolute truth, read the Vedas. 
follow the process of sankhya yoga gyana and meditation but then a person who is advanced in knowledge he understands the absolute truth being krishna and engages in his service thus engagement in the service of krishna krishna told it is better than karma sanyas now here krishna is explaining the features of that yoga yukta a person is engaged in karma yoga so krishna is telling yoga yukto vishuddhatma vijitatma jitendriya sarvabhutatma bhutatma kurvan api na lipyate one who works in devotion who is a pure soul and who controls his mind and senses is dear to everyone and everyone is dear to him though always working such a man is never entangled so work is very dangerous that is why those people who do not have much knowledge they want to shun all the material work and go sit in the mountain and jungles but there are some people who are working but still they are not entangled so for which kind of person that is possible one who works in devotion yog yuktaha who is a pure soul so we want to become dear to everyone and in order to become dear to everyone we are trying so many things we work very hard to satisfy a man or woman and we do so many sacrifices we offer various gifts spend so much of our time energy money and consciousness still it is not possible to have unalloyed relationship and becoming dear to everyone however here krishna is telling this wonderful thing how a person can become dear to everyone sarvabhutatma bhutatma so very nicely in the purport it is explained because one who works in krishna consciousness is servant to all he is very dear to everyone why a person in krishna consciousness is servant to all prabhupada has mentioned in the purport here yatha tarur mool nisheshanena just like you offer water to the root the water is spread everywhere so you are benefactor of entire tree in a similar fashion if somebody serves krishna then all the living entities are automatically you are acting as their servant so thus one who works in krishna consciousness is servant to all he is very dear to everyone which kind of person we don't like who doesn't act as servant if somebody is acting as your servant whatever you are telling he or she is obeying he or she never argues never goes against your wish then who will not like such a person we don't like anybody when the person wants to lord over us control us impose something upon us or does not agree with us so that is why sometimes when devotees were writing letters to prabhupad about management issues in the institution so prabhupad wrote simply if we maintain this servant attitude we are calling others prabhu we should also feel that they are all prabhu so every devotee if he thinks everyone is prabhu everyone is my master and i am servant simply this servant attitude will solve all the management problems so who is dissatisfied with a very obedient and servant means perfect servant what is the feature of a servant even though the master may be sometimes harsh the servant does not reply he tolerates and when the servant tolerates then master also softens even though he may be ill tempered short tempered he says i am scolding but the servant does not respond he always takes everything very very politely humbly without replying in a harsh manner so the master also becomes very soft and in this way the relationship continues now 
in this world everyone is being encouraged no we should have equality this equality is never sanity in equality there is fight and disagreement so vedic culture there is no question of equality somebody is always higher somebody is always lower god is there god guided brahma shiva lakshmi they are on a lower platform rudra then less than them topmost is brahmana vaishnava brahmana then brahmana will guide the kings kshatriyas they will guide the vaishyas they will guide shudras in this way a hierarchy is given everywhere so a company has a ceo and the company has got very very nice business so a person can think if one ceo is producing so much result let me hire one more ceo so what will happen to the company if there are two ceos in a company it will break down nothing will happen but now husband wife both want to become ceos that is why the houses are breaking down so one has to take the role role of a leader one has to take the role of a servant so because a devotee he does not think i am master of everyone a person thinks oh i am servant of my family members they don't work according to me that is all right i should see that somehow or other they advance in service of krishna some people are not behaving they are misbehaving with me that is all right any kind of suffering is because of my past karma they are simply instruments if bad sound is coming out of tape recorder or these days phones we don't become angry upon phone or music player so that is simply an instrument so similarly everyone is simply an instrument ultimately my karma is coming back to me so in this way a person simply is always in a servant mood and understanding i am meant here to serve everybody because everybody is part and parcel of krishna thus he is very dear to everyone and prabhupad gives wonderful understanding here and because everyone is satisfied by his work now who is not satisfied by such a perfect humble servant he is pure in consciousness and because he is pure in consciousness his mind is completely controlled and because his mind is controlled his senses are also controlled so many people want that prabhu please tell me how can i completely control my mind so here the answer is given you have to have a pure consciousness who can have a pure consciousness when everyone is satisfied by your work if you give dissatisfaction to others if you cause anxiety for others automatically anxiety will come to you this is called entanglement this is called karma that is why one of the qualities of devotee is chaitanya mahaprabhu instructed a devotee does not cause anxiety for any living entity so we should see that by my words by my actions is somebody getting anxiety then i am not a devotee this is one of very important qualities of devotee which krishna would mention in 12th chapter again yasman no dujate loko lokan no dujate chayah i am very very nice in deity worship i am very particular mangla aarti 4 o'clock i'll be there in the temple for years and then i am following other things very very nicely shuchi muchi cleanliness mantras i am expert in chanting but then i offend the devotees by my behavior people become anxious because of my behavior then sabhakta prakrita smrita that devotee is not he has not even begun his spiritual life he is prakrita he is still there on material level material platform na tad bhakteshu chanyeshu a person who does not understand the importance of other devotees he is on a material platform so one very important feature of devotees he is not the source of anxiety for anybody and he also does not become anxious by anybody's behavior he is a devotee 
don't agitate others don't become agitated so here how a person can have that because everyone is satisfied by his work when he is in servant mode then people are satisfied they are not anxious so because he is not agitating others he will also not be agitated so thus his consciousness remains pure and his mind is completely controlled in pure consciousness now my senses are very loose prabhu what to do why senses are loose mind is supposed to control the senses so here prabhupad is explaining and because his mind is controlled his senses are also controlled if you have to control the senses you have to control mind first of all mind is the master of senses because mind is controlled by the dint of pure consciousness the senses are also controlled because his mind is always fixed on krishna there is no chance of his being deviated from krishna nor is there a chance that he will engage in senses in matters other than the service of the lord he does not like to hear anything except topics related to krishna he does not like to eat anything which is not offered to krishna and he does not wish to go anywhere if krishna is not involved therefore his senses are controlled a man so controlled senses means i will not watch anything i will not eat anything that is not possible we will die so we have to watch something but i will not watch anything other than krishna this is called control of eyes i have to visit some places so i will not visit anything other than the dham of krishna i have to eat something i will not eat anything other than the prasadam of krishna so my tongue is controlled everything is controlled therefore the senses are controlled and a man of controlled senses cannot be offensive to anyone so here everyone is getting offended sometimes we end up offending others why do we end up offending because our senses are not under control we become angry we become disturbed because of this strong desire of the senses uncontrolled senses we become angry agitated and we create offenses and then reaction comes in the form of further offenses we get more disturbed we create further offenses in this way we keep on getting entangled we end up in hell so that is why kaliyuga is called the age of quarrel and hypocrisy why there is so much quarrel so many offenses because the senses of people are not controlled sense control is very very important so when a person is having controlled senses here krishna writes um, one who works in devotion who is a pure soul and who controls his mind and senses is dear to everyone and everyone is dear to him so if you have to become dear to everyone then you have to control your mind and senses so very nice beautifully prabhupada is explaining and how this is possible control senses is possible by control mind control mind is possible by pure consciousness pure consciousness is possible when a person is in servant mood of everyone sarva bhutatma bhutatma he identifies himself with everyone he does not identify himself with a particular family particular nation oh, i am sharma i am agarwal i am das i am singh i am xyz i belong to india or america no i belong to everyone we are all part and parcel of krishna everyone is my family he does not distinguish sarva bhutatma bhutatma and i am servant of everyone everyone is serving krishna let me serve everyone so this is possible in krishna consciousness a man who works in devotion who is yoga yukta so that is why we have to engage ourselves prabhupat will simply always keep on chanting hari krishna mahamantra and engage yourself in service of krishna that's it so always keep constant touch with krishna then everything will be nice 
whatever end we are trying to attain by material means controlled mind controlled senses dear to everyone all these things are possible only by krishna consciousness and such a man although working superficially prabhupad explains that arjuna was offensive he did physical offense he killed so many people no he was not offensive this is superficial because he was acting directly under the order of krishna and the souls were not harmed rather they were benefited all of them they got liberated who died on the battlefield so that was not offense that was a help actually so such a man like arjuna who is strictly whose senses are under control of krishna so he is simply an instrument so instrument is not entangled if a soldier kills under the direction of government 100 people he will not be punished if a soldier kills the enemy without the sanction and order of his commander he will be court martialed so that is why because a devotee strictly follows the direction of krishna controls him himself in krishna consciousness so he is not at all entangled in the laws of karma this is the way of remaining unentangled strictly being krishna conscious following the instructions of krishna through the spiritual master so then when a person acts how does he think he has to still eat go what is this consciousness so here beautifully it is mentioned naiva kinchit karomi ti yukto manyeta tatvavit pashyan shrinvans prashan jigran ashnan gachchan swapanshvasan pralapan visrajan grinnan unmishan nimishan api indriyan indriyartheshu vartanta iti dharayan a person in the divine consciousness also engaged in seeing hearing touching smelling eating moving about sleeping and breathing always knows within himself that he actually does nothing at all because while speaking evacuating receiving opening or closing his eyes he always knows that only the material senses are engaged with their objects and that he is aloof from them so a person immediately realizes when he is yoga yukta i am different from this body so the actions of body are going on body is walking talking and uh, sleeping eyes i am opening closing evacuating simply under the direction of krishna for his service these things are going on but he is not doing anything so prabhupad mentions so i practically saw this from the behavior of my guru maharaj so devotee does like that even though it is fixed tomorrow you are going to go to some place if somebody asks you so you are going to go so he tells if krishna desires i may go because he strictly understands that everything is under control of krishna i cannot tell yes i am going who are you to control how can you decide so prabhupada spiritual master always he was telling if krishna wishes wishes i will go there are you going to do this thing if krishna wishes i will do this thing if krishna controls me krishna makes me act i will do that so this is the mood of a devotee he offers himself like a puppet prabhupada wrote in the prayers na chao na chao na chao sei mate kashthera putti putli kera just like a doll is there so doll is completely controlled in a similar fashion devotee offers krishna please control me thus although he is acting his body is acting his body is deadly acting under the control of krishna body is also maintained by krishna food is sent automatically by krishna everything is under control of krishna so naiva kinchit karomiti i am not doing anything krishna is acting through my body this a devotee is able to perceive brahmani adhay karmani sangam tyaktva karoti yah lipyate nasa papena padma patram ivam bhasa so even though he is acting sometimes sinfully just like arjuna people of one religion they tell that arjuna krishna they have to suffer krishna has to go to hell 
because so much of killing has happened but no lipyate nasa pape na he is not at all entangled in papa even though by committing so called sinful activities padma patram ivam basa just as the lotus leaf is untouched by water but how that is possible brahmani adhaya karmani who performs his duty without attachment surrendering the results unto brahmani supreme lord he is not affected by sinful reaction if the cashier offers entire cash to the bank he is not sinful he is not a thief so thus we have to be firmly convinced just like a cashier is totally convinced there is no question in his mind that i can take even one note from this money which i have received in a similar fashion whatever money i have received by the dint of my mind and body we should be thoroughly convinced it does not belong to me even my mind my body my relatives manasa deho keho jo kichu mora arpilu tu apade nand kishora my my body my mind my family nothing belongs to me everything belongs to krishna i have got these things so that i can use them in the service of krishna as simple as that so we should be thoroughly convinced if there is some attachment some greed or oh, little money i can keep let me take one note to that degree our suffering begins in this world brahmaniya dhaya karmani krishna is telling sangam tyaktva karoti yah sangam tyaktva leaving all the attachment he is not at all attached to anything everything belongs to krishna i will take it to offer to krishna so this conviction should be there then there is no path there is no further entanglement for me just like we do our work very very nicely in our office but we are not attached to the office i do as a matter of duty similarly all the activities of this world should be done very very nicely but without attachment kayena manasa buddhya kevalair indriyair api yogina karma kurvanti sangam tyaktvatma shuddhaye okay so uh, i have to work and i don't if i work in this consciousness then i will not be entangled why to work at all then so here it is mentioned why should we work kayena manasa buddhya kayena means with the body manasa means mind buddhi means intelligent indriya means senses the yogi is abandoning attachment act with body mind intelligence and even with the senses only for the purpose of purification so here it is not told only a person who is sitting in the jungle with creepers grown on his body ant hill on his body his senses are not at all working intelligence not at all working he is a yogi no here it is telling the yogis abandoning attachment they act with body mind intelligence and even with senses yogi may move also talk also eat also you cannot tell you are not yogi only the himalayan is a yogi but they act for the purpose of purification atma shuddhaye so this is very important so uh, we have a culture of retirement uh, 50 years you retire the age got increased to 60 years now they are trying to increase to 70 because they have they think what will i do my body is fit i can work and get more money so foolish people do not understand retirement does not mean does not mean easy life and comfortable life people would retire from material activities while the body strong and stout at 50 years so that with that strong strong and stout body you can completely engage in the service of krishna retirement means beginning of very very hard work material life there is enjoyment retirement means first of all it is vanaprastha before that you go to jungle visit pilgrimages wife can be there then sanyas sanyas means kutichak you go live in a kuti 
and uh, dependence is not on krishna you can take food from the family then more hardship bahudaka then you cannot accept food from the family sanyas also has got four levels so all the ashramas have got gradual progression so then bahudak you go in back from many places then even more hardship parivrajaka chare then you have to keep on traveling continuously you cannot stay at one place you have to travel and preach more hardship and then paramhansa then so much hardship is there and after taking sanyas people would do rigorous tapasya some uh, people would stand in water in in chilled water they would stand and so many other kinds of tapasyas are there they would do not eat for so many days not drink for so many days not breathe eventually you have to increase hardship in life do lot of tapasya so to do this tapasya this hardship goswami is they took lot of tapasya after retirement from their ministerial positions they did not enjoy a comfortable life rather they reduced their eating and sleeping they were sleeping for half an hour one hour or maximum two hours and they were engaged in rigorous physical and mental endeavor so nowadays people think oh, i have earned money and i will retire do a foreign tour and enjoy a luxurious life that will make you tamasic and depressed that is why old people are depressed and full of anxieties what will happen to my children grandchildren this thing that thing property etc an old man's head is full of anxiety bhagavatam tells and they are very depressed at times so inaction will make a person depressed and all kinds of anxieties other things will come so this retirement is meant for activity retirement is meant for intense hard work in the service of krishna so that is why i was explaining in the last class never plan your life a comfortable life a comfortable life will help us nowhere it will make us tamasic krishna will not be happy hard work is required by hard work satisfying krishna this is called krishna consciousness so yogis work very hard with body with mind intelligence and senses but the purpose is purification when you work for sense gratification you become impure rajas tamas increases in the body and when you work only for the satisfaction of krishna you become satvik more and more satvik and purification increases in the body so please keep this point in mind yogi has to act act very very hard but only for the purpose of purification we honor prasadam for purification our past sins are destroyed by honoring prasadam materialist eats he becomes more impure by taking that food he earns money enjoys impure he earns money uses in krishna service it becomes pure and then what happens yukta karma phalam tyaktva shanti mapnoti naishtikim ayukta kama karena phale sakto nibadhyate the steadily devoted soul attains unadulterated peace because he offers the result of all activities to me whereas a person who is not in union with the divine who is greedy for the fruits of his labor becomes entangled so any person who wants to enjoy the fruits of his activities he becomes entangled and who is greedy i want i want to enjoy the result of activity for myself he becomes entangled in laws of karma keeps on getting machines broken machines and keeps on suffering like this whereas a steadily devoted soul he attains unadulterated peace because he offers result of all activities to me yukta karma phalam tyaktva as soon as you give up the results of your activity shanti mapnoti you get unadulterated peace not peace for some time nice to keep unadulterated completely peaceful
so simply giving up the results makes a person very very peaceful and when he works for krishna he gets positive happiness so giving up result uh, people think let me enjoy more result and then i'll become peaceful oh i have 10 billion dollars now now i'm financially independent no when you give up the result for krishna then shanti mapnoti automatically mind becomes peaceful these things people do not know you break the laws of nature disturbances in mind you simply keep on telling more lies you will always be disturbed lie creates disturbing effect in the mind similarly offer results to krishna and there is immediate peace in the life sarvakarmani manasa sanyaste sukham vashi navadware pure dehi naiva kurvan nakaryan so when embodied living being controls his nature and mentally renounces all actions he resides happily in the city of nine gates neither working nor causing work to be done no no you should act according to your nature follow your passion this is foolishness we have to control our passion control our nature passion will make us mad a person is very very passionate bhagavad gita mentions he becomes mad in next life sometimes in this life only they become mad so we have to control the nature human life is meant for controlling the nature animal can behave as per its nature so when embodied living being so you should see how much control you are getting in your life how much change you are able to bring in your nature this is very important so when the embodied living being controls his nature and mentally renounces all actions he resides happily in the city of nine gates this body city of nine gates eyes are two gates mouth ears rectum anus so these are all gates of the body uh just like a uh, palace may have many gates and a rich man sits there and his workers are working like that so a person is in krishna consciousness he sits in this body very very happily and the body is maintained body is completely happy satisfied by the grace of krishna because he is acting strictly under the direction of krishna he is not entangled neither working nor causing the work to be done everything is being done by krishna so thus the summary is god is good because simply yan nam shruti matrena simply by chanting his name you become pure so the person is supreme supremely good we become good simply by touching his holy name so why we are suffering we are suffering because of karma and uh, some people from the birth they have a bad body disease body it means i have not acted then why am i suffering it means i am eternal as simple as that so if we apply little little common sense in small steps we will understand everything we are eternal so if from birth somebody is suffering and god is good it means he would have acted sometime it means before birth he has acted like that so we are eternal so we are eternal body is temporary intelligence is why to take such miserable bodies in which dead disease everything is inevitable let me live without body in my spiritual state in the spiritual world so that is possible by krishna consciousness